Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the far end of the bench. My name is Nico Bryan. Alongside me is Jimmy Pilato. We are on episode 14. This is We have so many great things going on this week. It's a special week. We have episode dropping up. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, we have episode dropping Wednesday. Then we have the bonus episode coming out Friday. Masters special. It's Masters week, baby. You're not going to want to miss all that. We have my uh, one good friend, great listener, and one of the longest listeners we've had. OG Benchwarmer. Jeremy Fear on the pod. He's a very eccentric, loud. You'll love all on that. And then also on Sunday, Sunday morning, we will have the NFL on a hint show. Yes, we know we've been fumbling the bag. We've had some tough times, but we now have it all set up, and we will have it Sunday 100%. We promise. You won't want to miss that. Don't forget to follow us at FEOTP on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok now. We have a YouTube page, Far Up the Far of the Bench. Go hit the subscribe button, like us, whatever it may be. Do all that good stuff, man. We have so many great things coming out. And don't forget to follow Unhinged SN as well on all the great podcasts on there. There's so many great things coming out, man. But without further ado now, Jimmy. I almost had to wear a Jets jersey last week on my pick. And luckily, that didn't happen. I was I was close, but I mean, we, I'm looking clean in the in the far end of the yeah, bench. Prototype hoodie. Maybe come out hoodie. soon. You guys will see in the episode. But let's let's get into it. What's up, bench warmers? All right, we uh, we got some things to talk about. The MLB has taken a step way back. I'm already a Yankees fan, so I hate the Red Sox anyways. They did something pretty despicable, and then the Tigers. Come on, man. I know you got to make a big splash because nobody wants to come to your games, but hiring Alex Hinge, of all people, Alex in, Hinge, Inge, whatever, the manager of the, the Astros when they were doing their sign stealing and Alex Cora, the bench coach, when they were doing that whole scandal. Two guys that I think have gotten away with murder in, in a sports sense. And now everybody's already jumping off the baseball bandwagon and you're going to bring back two guys who deliberately cheated the game, won your championship that you devalued by calling the trophy just a piece of metal, and now you have to deal with these scumbags. Pete Rose still can't be in the Hall of Fame because he bet. And by the way, when he bet on those games, he was betting on his team to win. So it's not like he was throwing the games that way. He can't be in the Hall of Fame, but these two guys can come back after a 60-game season, their year-long suspension, and can come back and be managers in the MLB is just absolute horseshit. Manfred, you got to go. You're the worst commissioner in sports. You're worse than anybody else ever thought of being as pro sports commissioner. You got to go and... The, the Red Sox and Tigers, you really showed me that you don't care about anything baseball history-wise. You just want to try and put fans in the stands, which, hey, that's your job. But as a former athlete and a, a sports fan through and through, there's got to be some level of integrity for your franchise, and that's just not it. That's this week's center of attention. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the far of the bench. Jimmy, it's AJ Hinch, first of all. You know, what he, he what he did, he doesn't deserve a name anymore. He'll, he'll be Alex until further until further notice. It, yeah, it's, I mean, both those guys are ridiculous. It's, it's, it's they don't deserve a job. I thought they were the same person, honestly, because I, I sent you as the Astros manager that got hired by the Red Sox. No, it was, he was the Red Sox manager before he had his year-long suspension. That's mm-hmm. still horse shit. Uh, but he's, uh, he was the bench coach when he was with Houston and then, Obviously, AJ Inge is, oh. is the Tigers' manager now. The whole, the whole BS. So the Tigers—they're still in baseball. But more importantly, it's Masters Week. 
I got my Masters hat on. I told you all I changed the jerseys up, so I got my Mavericks Luka jersey on too. A little bit of everything because the basketball season does have a start day now, yep. December 22nd, which we'll get to in a little bit. Don't you worry. But you got to come in with something new every week. Of course, our light goes out right in the middle of it, but we're just going to keep rolling because yeah, my dumbass is, is ridiculous and still getting used to this. So, um, But, yeah, the Mavericks jersey, Masters hat, man, Jimmy, it's, it's a good week for sports. It's, it's a good week for sports. And then we also got – I'll show you guys, rock it out a little bit. We got some prototype sweatshirts that we made. I got a prototype mask made uh, because we feel like there's a, little, a few more bench warmers on the bench than when we started. Mm-hmm. And we might as well give you guys something to wear so we know you're part of the tribe. And you can let your friends know that they should be coming over and joining us on the bench, too. Because this is this is growing, and we got this is a big week for us. We got huge week. This Massive. episode, when we're, you're listening to this Wednesday, we're recording all of this on Monday night. It's uh, been a long day. Yeah, let's it's, be honest. It's been a little bit, but we, we got this episode Wednesday. Jeremy, our master's preview show, is coming out uh, on Friday. And then we also will have our first NFL Unhinged. I know we said it last week. Some things came up this week. Come hell or high water, we will get we promise an NFL unhinged show. And uh, right now, for sure, it's going to be us, the High Low Sports Podcast with uh, DJ and Kelsey, and then the Gridiron Galleries that come and will be joining us as well. Um, and then Jim and Carlos are are going through some personal things right now. If you follow at Network Unhinged on Twitter, uh, you saw both of them kind of have some personal issues. So if they're able to make the show, they'll be on there as well. But if not. We will have an episode for you guys. So, yeah. yeah. Other we're, one, we're pushing out con- content like no other. Right? There's so much different things that you guys won't want to miss. That Friday episode has been absolutely amazing. Yep. Jeremy is the most outlandish. He's the OG, loud OG bench warmer. OG bench warmer. He also listened to Center of Attention with like So, he was part of the 20 of you guys that listened to this when this was Center of Attention. So, yeah, it's, it's Jeremy has a lot of great takes and. He's very, very knowledgeable about the game of golf, which both of us aren't as much. Maybe me a little bit, but Jimmy knows golf through Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I know Happy Gilmore and, and Shooter, and um, I know Tiger. Tiger, yeah, you Phil. I, I, I knew Tiger. Phil, I know Phil. I know Phil because he uh, he was did he have he was on Arizona Ice Tea or something. I know Jack Nicholas because of the or it was Arnold Palmer. Yeah, I know Arnold Palmer yeah. from the Drake. Okay, there's uh, Jack Nicholas. Is I know who Jack golfer. Nicholas is. So I know. There, there, that's pretty hint. That's a good lot of good. It's a handful, and I I I watched Bubba win his first one. Because I was, uh, I, that was the time that I woke up on my Easter nap, and Bubble <laughs> won the Masters, so I got to see that. But yeah, I'm nowhere near. Jeremy is like you with basketball and me with football. Mm-hmm. He's just an encyclopedia. So that's a good episode on front um, that you guys would be able to listen to on Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want more golf stuff, you go go check out the Duff City podcast as well. Yeah, I'm the Unhinged Network because they're straight golf. We only do bonus episodes for golf, and they're 24 seven golf. So they have a lot of good stuff over there as well. Yeah. Uh, other than that, other than stuff with the podcast, anything like what's been going on with you? We we haven't seen each other since we recorded last Monday. We talk almost every day with stuff going on with the podcast. But what's been new? Yeah, not much. Just, I mean, I'm coaching little kids now. Things uh, uh, that's that's sounds coaching weird. little kids. I'm, I'm a basketball coach yeah. now, so I got that going. But podcast is going well. We're we're having a lot of fun here. Like we said, the merch is going to be going coming out soon. Yep. Um, everything with the Unhinged Network has been fantastic. You make um, all the graphics for the podcast. That, that takes on social me. Media. Well, oh, that takes me forever sometimes, man. I I, pro- I promise some of the graphics like it's just time consuming, and sometimes I'm just lazy like that because I do so much, and it's it's one of those things where I, I may not get them out on time, but I get them out. So at least they're out there. And then we, I mean. It's, it's been a fun week. I spent six hours on Saturday pressing these sweatshirts. All, all these ones, 
Uh, we got we get we're giving them out to get friends of the show and, and family and friends for us. I hand pressed me and uh, at Becky Cakes. Follow her on Instagram, and if you need, uh, she can make specialty cakes. She does shirts and sweatshirts. She can make a mask like we showed. Uh, she can she can pretty much print anything. I think we might be able to do like koozies or something. And I I know she can do car stickers, but she does. She's very creative, and she will work with us. She did, made our. She kind of helped us put this to a T-shirt because we have our logo, obviously. Yep. And then we added some new stuff. Um, but she was very, very good to work with, and, and it's a fair price. And it's uh, we're small, we're small business. I'll call us that. Yeah, we're small, nice. small business. So uh, it's good to support another small business. Shout out to Becky Cakes. Thank you for the sweatshirts. They're awesome. Uh, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like you said, the hoodies are are out to family and friends. But mm-hmm. be on the lookout. We're definitely working with the network and trying to get more product out. Um, not with only our podcast, but everyone else's podcast as well. So you'll be able to check out the J Dash merchandise, yep. the Duff City, the reserves, whatever it may be, the wrestling JFO, whatever it may be. Like there's going to be so much stuff on throughout all of it. Yeah, it's it's a big time. We're get on board now because we're we're moving in the right direction. And now with that, let's get into some sports because, like we say every week, this is a sports podcast. And for a, it was kind of a whatever weekend going into it, but then uh, things changed rapidly, picked up quickly, very quickly. Uh, we'll start off because I didn't. I'm sorry if you're an NC State fan. I know we have some listeners out in, in the, the Carolinas. I, I I've jinxed you 110. percent I'll put my hand up. I tweeted out at the beginning of the fourth quarter that you guys were not only going to win outright. You'd also covered the spread. You still covered the spread. Like I, I, I tweeted it out early on because uh, I forgot that Miami, like Derek King, is he's an X factor. I think he reasserted himself in the Heisman race with this this last game. Thirty-one to forty-one, four hundred thirty yards and five touchdowns. He basically put the Hurricanes on his back and willed them to a victory. Uh, but they did cover. So if you put some money down on that, I think it was plus one eighty for them to, to cover the ten point spread, and they did that. But um, Miami. They picked up a game on Clemson, so now they have a, a still pretty good chance of making it to the conference championship towards yeah. the end of the year. That, that was a big win for them. I'll talk about them later in the Beats of the Week because right now they're underdogs to, to play Virginia. Um, they're set. underdogs yeah. against Virginia? Yeah, it's, it's plus. Uh, i got to look it back up. But it, it's very pretty, pretty crazy odds that they're underdogs after their performance last week. Like we said, I think right now oh, I, I can't say they're the number two the second best team in the ACC because there's yeah. Notre Dame still in that conversation. We'll get to that game in a minute because what a game that was. But, um, yeah, they're, they're underdogs they right are. now, plus, plus 110 to play Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. which is a little ridiculous. So that, that's a preview to the later beat of the week. But, yeah, you totally jinxed yourself there. I mean, I picked an upset. I'll say it was an upset. I wasn't that surprised. But Indiana beat Michigan. Yeah. And, like you'll well, you'll hear about it on Friday's episode because our Jer- boy Jeremy Fair is in Indiana. Who's your oh, he runs all that? But I picked them to upset, and I wasn't very surprised with that. I knew that was coming in out the bat, but you almost hit the NC State right in the beat on the on and the, the bat. It, yeah, and if they would have won outright, you jinxed yourself. If you, if they would have run won outright, and you did put down the safety parlay with the, them covering the ten point spread, you could have won yourself a good amount of money. I, I apologize. I'll put my hand up. That was on me. I got cocky. We hit most of our beats. I got there. cocky. And I, and we hit most of our yeah. beats. League. Stay in. Let's stay in the ACC and let's get to this because it was one game. I think it was, game yeah, of the year. Game, game of the year already. The, it was. It was right up there with the Texas Oklahoma game. That yeah. six overtime. I think it was maybe four overtime game. I think this was game or game of the year so, so far. So far, yeah, it was definitely. It was the best ACC game that I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And now, I mean, both teams are still – you still got to play out the rest of the season. Notre Dame's got a tough Boston College team to play now that gave Clemson a really good mm-hmm. run for their money. They had to come back in the second half. Uh, my big story out of that one, DJ Uyagalale did not lose Clemson that That was game. pretty good pronunciation. That was, I, I did figure pretty it out. I had to read an article. And, um, but he – 439 yards, two touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over. My biggest surprise out of this one was their guy, Travis Etienne, the senior running back, and a guy that last week we gave praise as a possible Heisman uh, dark horse, yep. but he did not play well. And this was a game, he especially with him. a freshman quarterback, you got to take some pressure him. off when you're going up against Ian Book, a guy who's played in this at the level with Notre Dame for the past three years. And playing in South Bend was going to be tough. I, I honestly thought that they had this even with the freshman quarterback. I thought that they were going to – I thought Notre Dame was just a paper, you know, paper undefeated team. But they proved themselves. Their defense is pretty good. Um, they they held Clemson in check at least for the first half, and then they made it close in the second. But oh, It's going to be very interesting because that shakes up the top four completely. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Clemson wins out now, I think they're shooing for that fourth spot. Yeah. Notre Dame now, it's probably going to be Alabama at one. Um, I, would, I would guess Notre Dame is probably two. It is, yeah. Alabama's one, Notre Dame is two. Um, and then... We got to go over it. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Ohio State is three. But, like, that was... That kind of brings it full circle. Because if you remember two years ago, Trevor Lawrence's first college football playoff, that was when Notre Dame got in as the four seed, not having a conference championship. That's always a big debate when you're talking about Notre Dame. And Clemson absolutely beat them up. It was not not even close. Trevor Lawrence was on fire that game. And now this kind of brings it back full circle. They were able to overcome a Clemson team. Granted, not with Trevor Lawrence. He was on the sidelines because he, he had tested negative enough times, but you've got to have a certain amount of practices. Um, It'll be interesting. Like Dabo's, Dabo's the coach that you want in that situation where you have a team who doesn't lose all that often. He can kind of bring them back and make sure that they stay focused towards the end of the season. Hey, Notre Dame slips up one time. We're back in the conference championship, able to fight our way into maybe a three, four spot in the playoff. It's going to be a different route in the playoff for the Tigers if they make it now. But that was, I think that's a, the biggest statement win under Brian Kelly for the Irish. Yeah, no, it's it's... Aerodam has solidified themselves in the Final Four. That's 100%. Um, it's going to be dependent on if uh, Clemson wins out. Now, that fourth spot, is it, it, Clemson's going to be fighting with maybe a one-loss Ohio State team if they lose to Indiana or uh, whatever, like chaos, whatever it may be. But. I do think that this actually bodes better for the ACC, and it kind of puts the pressure on the Big Ten. Yeah, because now, Big now Ten. you can have a possibility of a one-loss uh, – one loss conference champion, and then I assume Notre Dame's going to, if we say Notre Dame finishes the rest of their schedule undefeated, Clemson or Miami is going to play them in the conference championship. They beat Notre Dame in that conference championship. Then you got oh, a runner-up. You got a one loss ACC champion, so they're going to get a spot because they're a conference champion. But then you also, like the SEC normally, you got yeah, a one loss team who lost in the conference championship. Well, Georgia lost this week, but they were a one loss team that could have squeezed in. Florida is going to be. Because like yeah, now it's going to be Florida, Alabama in the SEC championship. Oh, we might. Gonna we, we're going to have, I think, now duplicate conferences unless. I, I very highly doubt a one loss Big Ten team will get into the playoff at this point. Because yeah. that, that did definitely. That took a lot of pressure and put it all on whoever's going to win the Big Ten. And you're going to have to be undefeated. I don't think one loss Big Ten champion gets in now. Because yeah. you're going to still have Cincinnati. It, I think it, it, it eliminates Cincinnati from the playoff, even if they go undefeated. 
because that fourth spot is going to be secured by Clemson or another SEC school. This is if it, um, if the Big Big Ten has a one loss conference champion, I think that elevates Cincinnati. Because if Cincinnati's an undefeated conference champion, I know it's a lower con- lesser conference, and they're not going to have a signature like last year. Ohio State had a signature win over like Oklahoma or something. You're not going to have that this year. So I I I, I, I still think a one loss Ohio State team has more of an argument over Cincinnati. In, in if it's a one loss Ohio State team, sure. But what if it's a one loss Indiana team? Well, I mean, well, I mean that, that if that were to happen, that would mean Ohio State only lost one game. Also, but Ohio State would still get precedence over that. If we're being honest, if Indiana wins out, they're they're in the final four. Let's let's be honest here, because they, they have to go through Ohio State, undefeated Wisconsin. undefeated Big Ten, definitely in the top four. Yep, and Michigan State. So it's 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 going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to BYU be also BYU's out there eight and eighth in the country right now. And I watched them on Friday night. I was watching some uh, Mountain West football after dark. It was like ten thirty at night, and they were playing Boise State in Boise. Uh, they're a team that's. Alabama beats people because they're just flat out more talented than yeah. everybody else in the country. BYU, their offensive scheme is one of the most intricate that I've seen at the college football level. Their defense is is rough and tough. They always get those big Polynesian guys yeah. up on the defensive line. Uh, BYU is a sleeper, and they're going to be they they've played more games than anybody else in the country right now. They're going to be like a twelve thirteen and no team that doesn't have a conference championship. But if they go undefeated and and you got chaos at, in all these conference champion, that's that's where most of my like Cincinnati BYU takes come into play is if there's chaos in the conference championship. No, there's gonna be chaos. It doesn't after Notre Dame. We all thought Clemson was gonna steamroll through Notre Dame. I didn't think they'd lose. Notre Dame would have been eliminated from the playoff. That's mm-hmm. that's what we thought. And now Clemson losing it stirs everything up for that three four spot. I think the one big takeaway though that I'm taking away from that Clemson Notre Dame game is Trevor Lawrence is going up this year. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that Trevor Lawrence is not staying another year. I think Ula, whatever his last name is, is, Ooh, is, is the future quarterback of Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence will be back, and he'll be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year, but he's gone, and Clemson is going to move on next year with Ula, whatever. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, Ula, there Ula, we go. In other news, Pac-12 was back. Yeah, back to the football was back. Scope buffs. They took down UCLA. The Nobody A-Cup. expected that. Nobody expected that. I was almost about to heavily bet on UCLA to win that game, um, which is ridiculous to me. But Chip Kelly's not out. Chip Kelly's not too consistent when you're betting. A shout team. out to our former teammates, Dimitri Stanley and Johnny Van Deest, uh mm-hmm. two guys that we both play with, playing right now for CU. Ball on out. Big wins. Hopefully, Pac-12. They're probably only chance Pac-12 makes it. As if it's Oregon. If everybody else has like a two-loss conference champion, because even Oregon's going to. Well, have... I mean, we're talking about we're talking about Cincinnati being undefeated. Pac-12 undefeated. If you put school. in a six and zero Pac-12 champion over a team who's like eleven and zero in a conference champion, I don't think they play eight games, don't they? No, nah, I don't think they have enough time I, to play eight games. I don't know. I th- I think they might be playing eight games. I think but... they. I think Big Ten's eight, and then Pac-12 is six because Pac-12 came back two weeks after. I thought it might be more than that. Eight no, it is eight games. If it's eight zero team, eight zero is a big difference from six and zero. But if it's six and zero and they're a conference champion, then Pac twelve's yeah. nobody. Nobody has a chance for the top four. My big surprise in the Pac twelve was USC because they had a big, big time comeback in the fourth quarter. They mm-hmm. scored and got an onside kick and scored in like a span of ninety seconds. Beat Herm Edwards at Arizona State, who I thought was going to be kind of a sleeper in the conference. That's ASU. Uh, ASU's yeah, like a party school. <laughs> but I mean, the the biggest I, I'd say the favorite obviously right now is Oregon. You have Washington State kind of hanging around there. Uh, former, we played against him, Borgie, who played at Pomona, the Colorado kid. He's the starting tailback for Washington State, and they 
they got good quarterbacks. They're, without Mike Leach, I don't give them as much credit as I would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're a sleeper to, to upset Oregon in that conference. Um, and then maybe maybe the Buffs benefit oh, from coronavirus. The, the Buffs just took down UCLA. I know yeah, they I just took the, down UCLA. I love my Buffs, but that's... that's They've won the South lost. before. It, it happened only once. Maybe lightning strikes twice. Everybody can find a nut every once in a while. Possibly. And I, I, Jimmy was right. They do only play six games. So, yeah, you're right about that. they, um, they got to be undefeated, and everybody else has to have two losses. Six games is not – They have to have chaos. Like we've At least they're playing. Seen. At least they are playing because I did say I just wanted everybody to play. But uh, – Makes the Rose Bowl game interesting because undefeated Pac-12 school to go up against maybe a um, Indiana a Big Ten school. Yeah. That might be – That, might be that would be something. So. Uh, and they just had a big um, – Pac-12, Big Ten had a matchup in the Rose Bowl last year. If you're a Pac-12 school, that's your golden goose this year is playing in the Rose Bowl. You want to win the conference, and then you want to win the Rose Bowl, and that would be as successful as you could be this year. Uh, I'm going to take my – the stand is bothering me, so I'll I'll go ahead and hold the mic there. Uh, Anything else coming up in college football that we want? I mean, that Clemson Notre Dame game was the big slate. There's a lot going on. Like we said, Indiana, uh, Michigan State. We, we talked, game. We, yeah, we talked with Jeremy a little bit. And he said it is a trap game because, like I said, they played Michigan this this past week, mm-hmm. knocked them down. And now they play Michigan State before they go play Ohio State. Both on the road, gonna be yeah. tough. I mean, I, mean I don't, I don't think Mel Tucker's got. I don't think Mel Tucker's gonna ruin the Cinderella season. Um, but you got to make sure you get, you keep take care of business. Focus. Yeah, you got to take, take care of business. Michigan State. That's I think that's my game of the week just because. There's not a whole lot of action. I think Alabama plays. Um, they might play LSU. They might not. Yeah. I want to. I want to bring up one other thing. That's I say might not because that's a it's a possibility of getting canceled due to coronavirus. LSU had an outbreak, mm-hmm. but is this the worst follow up season to a, as especially as dominant a season as we saw them have last year? But is this the worst follow up to a national championship season that I think it's we've ever very seen? Very bad. That's two it's... and three. Not not and you you're going into the game this weekend if they do play as a twenty eight point underdog. Oh my gosh! At home in Death, Death Valley. Yeah, to think LSU was a twenty-eight point underdog this week, especially against, after last year. Yeah, especially after last week, the way Joe Burrow played. Like, I mean, they went into Alabama and beat mm-hmm. beat them last year, and now you're at home and twenty-eight point underdog. They got murdered by Auburn a few weeks back. I called that another beat. They got beat by Mississippi State in uh, yes. the Mike Leach's debut out there. KJ Costello, former Stanford Cardinal. Ed Ogeron, he's uh, gets he gets more crawfish and and. Into those boys down there at LSU. Something that was. That, that is, I mean, granted they lost Joe Brady, and Joe Brady's proven to be one of the top offensive minds in the NFL yeah, level now. Sure. With the Panthers and what he's been able to do without CMC for the past couple weeks, might not have CMC for the next couple weeks. He, he he's possibly injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, my big surprise from last weekend was Florida, how much they dominated Georgia, and now they've definitely got the East spot in. The SEC championship now it's it's going to be them and unless Alabama. They, unless they get surprised, upset by somebody, but I don't see that happening. I mean, even even still, if they lose one, they got room because Georgia's four and two. If they lose one more, they have the head to head over Georgia. They'll still go to the championship. But if they want a shot at the playoff, win out the rest of the year, beat Alabama, and get the SEC. I think that I think a undefeated Florida team, or they might have one loss. They, they have one loss. Have, I think they get in the playoff over an undefeated Cincinnati team if they take down Alabama, and that's more. That would that's, be, yeah. that's even more chaos because then you probably see Notre Dame being a one seed. Notre Dame would be one. Notre Dame would be um, one seed. Ohio State, if they go undefeated, is yeah. a two seed. And then you have three and four. Is that Alabama-Clemson, or is it Florida? That, that's just complete chaos. Probably, yeah, it would depend on what happens in the ACC, but 
it would be whoever wins or whoever lost. Like, um, if you wanted to see Clemson in it, they'd have to beat everybody yeah. in the ACC, ACC championship. championship yeah. But I think Alabama, def- Alabama's loving this because now they know they have their one loss part. They have their one loss window that they can take. If they lose in the SEC championship game, they're going to be the fourth seed, especially this year. Yeah. And that, and or, that offense I mean, is, you could see the thing where they lose to Auburn, and then they re- the Iron Bowl is always year. the Iron Bowl is always yeah. always a tough always one for them there. at the end of the season. So that's could spell trouble for them. Forty eight points Florida scored on Georgia's defense, and Georgia Georgia's defense is still as good as they have been in the past. Their offense is lacking um, from what they have had, but this that was a statement in the swamp, especially after not being able to play for a couple weeks and and having the COVID outbreak early. Now they're back in rare form. Kyle Trask, uh, he was a backup in high school, by the way, and now he's come out and he's he's in the he's a top, too, yeah. He's he's he's, he's a top quarterback. His draft stock is is rising as well, man. He's he's I, jumping a bunch of boards. Yeah, I would say he's probably he's going into the going into the season maybe fourth, fifth round because he's a bigger kid and and depending on a combine now he's like maybe second, he's, third round depending maybe, on how maybe he's a future Denver Broncos quarterback because of his height. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, John Elway does base does pick his quarterbacks based off a of measuring stick. Yeah. Uh, that's that's big going on in, in the in college football. Texas A&M is hanging around there. They they only have one loss. They're top 10 in the mm-hmm. country right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coastal Carolina, they're top fifteen. I know they they've, they've been on a roll. What I mean, I listen to the Pat McAfee show a lot. That's one of my favorite podcasts I listen to out there, along with all the Unhinged Network podcasts. No, and, uh, and Barstool, and we'll Barstool. throw Barstool. Out all, all a little bit of everything, but I love listening to Pat McAfee show. And he loves betting on Coastal Carolina. They're his favorite um, bet to take every week, and I might have to be start taking them up too. I mean, yeah, some um, gamblers find some weird things to bet on teams. If you want to find something for Coastal Carolina, that color scheme. Uh, green, teal, teal, yeah, green, teal, teal, but like, they there's make a it, red field. There's the blue yeah. field. Now there's a teal t- field. Come on. As long man. as you can win, you, you can look as dumb as you want. It looks cool when you're winning. So if you wanted to maybe pick, like if you wanted to bet on something and then have something fun to watch, Coastal Carolina, especially if they're playing at home mm-hmm. with the black helmets and the teal uniforms, uh, kind of look like Jacksonville, honestly, a little bit. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird. It's a little weird. It's weird. Um, now let's stick in college sports because NCAA basketball. I tweeted out last week that it's coming back. It's coming back soon. The AP poll just dropped. Yep. My GCU Lopes Lopes up are playing a uh, tough conference. Hopefully, maybe might be might be a sleeper to make a tournament. Maybe make a run. I mean, no havocs this year. Maybe a problem, but. If you don't know about the GC Havocs, GCU Havocs, be sure to go look them up because <laughs> it's a party. But um, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I know you have some friends who are Gonzaga fans, but Gonzaga was the number one team yeah. um, in the AP poll, which I thought was very, very interesting. Did they finish um, when the season got canceled? Were they number one? I don't, I don't believe so. I think it was it was a lot of different things going on. I know Georgia was up there. I know um, uh, Baylor Wisconsin. was up there. Wisconsin, Wisconsin was up won there. the simulated uh, March Madness that tournament. That doesn't mean I know. That mean I, know. I just saw a picture. Somebody made a national champion due to the coronavirus simulation for 2019. So I just wanted to throw that out. There. It doesn't really matter. But Gonzaga's one, Baylor's two, Villanova's three, Virginia four, Iowa five, Kansas six, um, Duke is at nine, Kentucky's at ten, uh, Michigan State's at thirteen. Other big names: North Carolina sixteen, um, Michigan twenty five. Michigan twenty five. That's interesting. Um, you see, late twenty two. I think it's going to be very wide open. I was really looking forward to March Madness last year because it would have been the most chaos tournament we've ever seen. I think we could have easily seen a 
eight seed in the final four, or even in, or even in the March Madness finals. Illinois, I think, is a very is a team people are sleeping on a lot. They have a lot of returners this year. Um, that they they can make a deep run. They were a very tough team last year. I think they can make a deep run in the March Madness next year. Yeah, and last year was so much different, especially because you think back two years ago, you had Zion. And then you mm-hmm. had the the big like the three headed monster in North Carolina where mm-hmm. they were going back and forth. And then last year the top teams they were like one or two lost teams. There wasn't anybody dominating everyone. There was no consensus. This is the team that you have to beat to win the national championship. Um, people were kind of saying Gonzaga. They were just. I think Gonzaga gets a lot of credit because they have they don't have a ton of one and dones. They yeah. have seniors, and they were going to have a pretty good senior class last year. Uh, my shout out to Christian. And Marissa, there, and, and Brady. Brady, they were all, uh, they've all worked on the radio station with me up in Gunnison, KWSB. But they're, they're the ones that live out in uh, Eastern Washington. They were heavy on the Gonzaga train. I um, do like Gonzaga a little bit because I love watching them in their Adam Morrison days and, yeah. and those, those, those good teams way back. Their going. student section's no joke either. They're not the Havocs. Or they're not the Cam, Cam, or Cameron Crazies. Is that North Duke Carolina? Oh, that's, that's Duke. Duke. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and Chiseskyville and all that. That's a name I can pronounce. Chiseski? I know that. Cause There's I'm not even an SH in that whole name. Yeah, Chiseski. It's just, it's just, it's Coach just, K. It's like, it's like slurry short words. It's just, it's ridiculous. But oh. like I said, Duke's going to be there like always. I think a team people are sleeping on is Illinois. Villanova, I think, We're is always Virginia. good. That's Virginia Coming lost so that, much. Yeah, Virginia lost. They're technically defending champions, but they lost so much two years ago. I don't, yeah. I think they were a team that could have been upset in March Madness early last year, um, because they lost Kyle Guy and a bunch of studs. We'll th- um, we'll throw a boxing term out there because I know one of the podcasts on the network, Sports and Things, is a, is a big boxing fan. They're the lineal national champion. They never lost the title. No, they never got to defend their title though. It's like uh, Tyson Fury. He's the lineal heavyweight champion before he won it back from Deontay Wilder because he never lost it. But I was interested to see. I I picked him the year that they won it. I picked him to get upset in the first round again because mm. I thought, well, nobody's going to respond. Yeah, no from that. Gonna nobody's going to res- like. Maybe it happens twice. It was it was a pretty pretty good odds. They were interesting to me. Iowa being top five, I don't remember like. Big Ten basketball. I have a lot of returners. They have, yeah. I think, they have four starters in their starting five. So that's a kind of. They're kind of like the Wisconsin of the Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, Wisconsin this year. is always there. They they always have guys that are, have have been in the program for three plus years yeah. or two plus years, and have always been there. Like that, know how to win, and the people before them mm-hmm. um, show them the way, and that's how they're always in that that argument. But. I don't know. It's it's going to be crazy. What like, do you think of Kansas? Because when oh, Jeremy was walking out before we started recording our regular episode, it's like one seats you never never go in all Kansas the way on. Gonzaga, but yeah, Michigan State, Gonzaga, and Kansas. Kansas, so. I I I love watching Kansas basketball because the tradition is there. I've had a chance to go to to the arena, and it's 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 kind of chilling too because that arena has so much lineage behind it, mm-hmm. going back to. Paul Pierce to, to Will Chamberlain to all those days Kansas days like there's there's so much great history but I don't know if they have it this year man like I said I'm not very um, big on on all on all the prospects that came in just because didn't get to watch March Madness last year and didn't see all the returners or what all the draft boards it's, it's very weird this year in the NBA too because you don't know who's going to go where because no one saw a full season because of fucking COVID dumbass fucking COVID again coming in it's ruining things but. I think teams teams sleeper on is Illinois, Wisconsin. I don't know. I don't. I think Iowa's a fraud. They're the imposter, quote unquote. I think they're they can fall apart. They, I like Wisconsin over them. Um, Kentucky's always going to be there because 
John Calipari just <laughs> breeds NBA talent. Yeah. Just breeds NBA talent. And yeah. anyone he puts through that program always comes out just NBA stuff. Yeah, the top three basketball, NBA or NCAA basketball coaches of the, I'll say of the last generation because I know Wooden gets a lot of credit, but Shisevsky, Roy Williams, and Calipari have yeah. kind of been like the three main that you always know. Bayheim a little bit because Sarah Hughes. Well, yeah. Bayheim's retired. I like the guy at Michigan State. I, I oh, uh, we did a Tom Izzo is a yeah, really great. Coach we did a too, big yeah. segment on him when I, I was on the radio station when he had that controversy. I think it was two years ago in the tournament when he was screaming at the freshman. Freshman, yeah. And everybody's like, "Oh, you're being too hard on him." He came out and said, "That's the way he coaches. That's what he expects of us." And honestly, like. I love I love that culture. I love a coach that'll do. It. That's how we were always coached growing up. It, it's I think it's the most effective way to yeah. get the best. No, I think Tom Mizzo is bringing that conversation, and then also Villanova. Like Villanova has been always around there as well. Were they the um, 2016 buzzer beater champions? Yes, they yeah. were. The, I remember the, the, Chris, the, yeah. the Chris Jenkins. Chris Jenkins. I remember like being in uh, Mr. Weiss's. It was a recent America class at Cherry Creek High School, and we watched the. I think it was. We were watching the tournament up until that point. We watched a couple of Villanova games, and then I saw the buzzer beater highlight. It's one of, one of the best college basketball games of all time. Because going back to that game, Marcus Page for North Carolina had a crazy game tying three mm-hmm. where he he double pumped and threw up a, threw up a shot yeah. and tied the game. And then Villanova called a timeout, um, ran up the court, dumped it to the inbounder. Chris Jenkins hit a ridiculous three, and that's that's all she wrote. Mr. Weiss didn't teach us a single thing. We just watched that highlight over and over again and, like, analysis of it. So that I remember that one pretty pretty good. That was a good memory. But, yeah, college basketball is going to be so much fun to talk about. March Madness is going to be so much fun this year. Like I said, we got deprived of it last year, yeah. or this year. It was ridiculous. and As oh, we get man. closer to it, I'll keep – I might have to do my own, like, a separate bonus episode with Rev for the NCAA wrestling tournament because yeah. I like March Madness going in, and it's like the wrestling tournament and then the basketball tournament starts the week after. It's a – College, I'm a huge college sports And then fan. there's also the Frozen Four, which yeah, is called yeah, Frozen Four. So college maybe hockey. a little bit of everything. Why, college why sports, not? I mean, college sports. The one thing I'm looking forward to, though, college basketball, most importantly, before we move on to everything else, there's a there might be a rumor that there's only going to play in conference, which means we might get North Carolina versus Duke eight times. Eight times. Oh, fuck me up. I would love to see North Carolina Duke eight times. Uh, oh, so man. Cool. Say less, bro. Oh, oh watching Duke North Carolina basketball games eight times in a year. Oh, oh That would man. be so... Yeah. That, God, those... Man, uh, beautiful. The last time that I remember that game being huge was when Zion went and hurt his knee. But those and tickets were like... busted yeah, and the whole thing. Those tickets yeah. were like two grand for the back... Back seats. There's like like watching the Iron Bowl in college football is it's basically like that on that stage is North Carolina Duke like there's yeah. nothing like it. You uh, must must watch TV Michigan Ohio State. State. Michigan Ohio State they, I think they hate each other. Um, Alabama Auburn. I'm, I might catch some flag for this because I know we got a lot of Southeastern Conference fans listening on the network. But Michigan Ohio State's the greatest rivalry in college football. Ooh, I don't know about that. Texas Oklahoma is also there. Yeah, but I I mean this Michigan. Michigan Ohio State's been going on, I think, for the longest. Yeah, but Michigan can't beat Ohio State. It's it's bad. It's bad recently, but I think historically that's, that's the greatest. Fair. That's fair. College football rivalry. Duke can't. That's a Duke, conversation. Duke North Carolina. Carolina. Duke North yeah. Carolina basketball is, I think, the best. In my opinion, just because I'm a basketball geek and I'm basketball biased, but I think it's the best college or the best college rivalry in all in all of college sports. Well, whatever. I, moving on, I got some good news for you. You, you don't have to wear a Jets jersey. 
Somehow. Oh, they did. They somehow, lost. Oh man. Down by ten oh, with nine minutes left in the fourth it. quarter. I knew they were gonna blow it. And I didn't even jinx it this time. But Dom, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I almost, knew it. I knew it. Jimmy. We almost got Nico. You picked the Jets with fucking Sam Darnold out. Hey. Oh man. Thirty to twenty-seven. So don't don't give me too much shit. Jets, I almost knew what I was talking. Jets about. Jets are still going on sixteen. I almost knew count it, baby. Bet on it. Jets I going almost on knew what I was talking about. And. Nick, or Dom, we almost got Nico in a Leonard Williams Jets jersey next week. I told you I was yeah. going to wear a Jets jersey. If you can, honestly, I'll make this bet right now. The Jets win a game, I will wear a Jets jersey. But any any game, any, any game. game. That, I right. will wear a Jets right, jersey fine. one week. I'm, I'm upset about that one. Those are That's two big upsets that I had right in the palm of my hand that oh, I ended up losing right on. There. You almost, so, had almost had it, man. But uh, well, other, other big let's, games. Let's, let's talk about my team because that was a shit show of a game. Broncos... Only lost by seven points, which was ridiculous because we were down by 20. I mean, the Falcons were trying to give you the game again. We were down 21 points with like five minutes left, and we scored two touchdowns like back-to-back. Tim Tebow 2.0. It is ridiculous. There's, there's, I gave Shermer credit last week, and now I am ready to send him back to New York and just never have him coach another football game. Okay. He's I the worst done. offensive coach. I well, him and Adam Gates, two worst offensive coaches. Terrible, yeah. horrendous. Let me just let me just make a picture because for all those people who didn't watch every single play, Shermer, two minute drill, just before the second half ended, we hit the ball with about minute fifty seven seconds left, doing a two minute drill. We run the ball on second and ten. Okay, whatever. Like we're, we're like. Maybe where are, where we're, are you on the field? We're, we're on our own end. Oh, okay. So like, okay, maybe we're trying to run the clock out. Maybe just let it go to the go go to the second or go to the second half. Yeah. Start over. But wait, no, it gets better. We call a timeout. We call a timeout after we run the ball on second and ten. It makes no sense whatsoever. We lose two yards. It's third and long now. We throw the ball away. Luckily, there was only about forty seconds left, so the Falcons just need it because they're like, "What the fuck are they doing?" So it was just ridiculous. Shermer is the worst offensive coordinator I've ever seen. Like I said last week, Phil Lindsay is a back-to-back thousand-yard rusher, and you're giving him the ball fucking seven times a game. Are that's, you kidding me? That's driven by this because you gave Melvin Gordon $8 million when everybody else in the league He's was not at you worth like, $8 million. What are you God, doing? Man. Running backs are paid a lot nowadays, and Melvin Gordon is not worth $8 I mean, million. We should have got the veterans minimum. That went against everything else trending in the league, too, because you don't pay running backs right now because you can get good production out of undrafted guys like Philip Lindsay. Because, uh, I mean, you pay like very you pay a Dalvin Cook because he can win you a game. but like We'll talk about him in a minute. He's yeah. in an MVP race now. Talk, but... Talk about the 49ers last year where you have three undrafted running backs. You don't need to pay a running back what the Broncos decided to bring Melvin Gordon in. And he hasn't – he didn't elevate the locker room with his veteran presence. He's been in trouble more more than he's been on the field with his DUI and strep throat. The only good thing that he has going for him is he's gotten a lot of touches because Philip Lindsay couldn't stay on the field this year so he's far. He's been injured and but, stuff like that. But, but the, it, was, the, it was a bad look. I knew I knew we were going to lose before the game. I, I lose before the game because if we did the NFL on hand show, I would have picked the Falcons because, one, we had we didn't have Bryce Callahan and we mm-hmm. didn't have A.J. Boudia, which means O.J. Boudia, who – has been pretty good this year. I'm gonna give him credit. Has been pretty decent, but he's a third. He's a number three cornerback. He was our number one cornerback. We threw three guys out there off the practice squad and told them to go guard Julio Jones. Yeah, that's never gonna end well. Matt Ryan looked like MVP. Matt Ryan. It was ridiculous. I mean, the Fal- we forget they the didn't Falcons run the ball offense. at all. No, they the, just threw. They stalled up our secondary. The Falcons' offense is all first round picks. All former first round picks. Matt Ryan. 
I I thought that they were going to get rid of Matt Ryan at the trade deadline because they might now. They might at the end of the year. I think they, they, they probably need to move on at some point. But he still has Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, Hayden Hurst at, at tight end, and then Todd Gurley out of the backfield. He's got way too many weapons. Uh, you guys got to look into bringing up Dodsby. Dodsby. Bobsy, Bosby, Bosby. He was on the practice squad. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. He had a great um, training camp last year. He was in the mix, and some for some he got reason cut today. he got cut today. For some reason, he's not on the roster, and maybe he got cut today just so they can bring him back to the fifty-three man. Well, he I wasn't on the he was on the Cardinals, he, I think. Yeah, because he was on the practice squad at the beginning of the year, and then the Cardinals picked him up. It was a whole stupid thing. And having your starting two corners out when you play Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley. Oh, Calvin Ridley didn't have to play because he's hurt. Uh, against Julio Jones yeah. is never going to happen. And whoever, seven, whoever 17 was because he had a pretty good game uh, uh, against your third string. I think it was Taylor Gabriel or something like that. Something. I don't, I, I don't even know. It was know just the ridiculous. There's so much talent. Good, good silver lining in the in the shitstorm that was the game yesterday. Jerry Judy finally played like a, a top, Ju- Judy top receiver. Judy is going to be a number one option or number two option for this offense going forward. Judy it, is a stud. That um, was the best thing, like – Thinking about what he and also Corlin started Sutton, him in fantasy football yeah. also helped out. But like he and Corlin Sutton next year when they're both healthy are going to be it's something to be healthy, man. Yeah. I I well I I am not ready to ship the bed and just ship everything and say we need a tank because we have talent. We're just like we have most of our payroll right now is on the IR. Mm-hmm. Almost about seventy five percent of our payroll right now is on the IR. It's just it's just bad injury after bad injury. If we had Callahan, if we had Bouye, we may have won that game. I think on on Sunday, just because they would have been able to lock up Julio a little bit easier. But they were just they were just taking advantage of Devonta Harris. Somebody needs to tell Drew Locke that the game doesn't start with ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. And Shermer's offense does not work unless you're in no huddle apparently, and you're you're in desperate need. I said so. it last week. You got to kind of throw out what you want to do. And just play the way that the guys like playing. A two-year-old can tell you to throw the ball on a two-minute drill. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 or, or just commit to a plan. Because stuff. I think maybe what he was doing was he did think that he was going to run the clock out. And not try and throw. But he didn't. The coach, I don't think the coaching staff talks to each other. I don't think they have for a while over in Dove Valley. They've, um, I, I think since Mike McCoy was the offensive coordinator under VJ, they, they've not had very good communication between each other. He probably wanted to run the clock out. Fangio's like, "Why? Let's go try and get some points." So then you got to call the timeout and and almost screw yourself. Good thing you're, you're playing. You're, you're giving the ball to Philip Lindsay in the wrong times. You're you're trying to establish the run way too late. You only had 20 rushing yards in the first half, which is ridiculous because the Falcons' defense is banged up still, mm-hmm. and their middle is not as good as what as it used to be, or whatever it may be. And you're only running the ball 20 yards in the in the first half. That's just ridiculous. We had two yards in the first half before. You have to start better. Drew Locke, you said the week before that we got to stop booing too early. Well, we were booing all game this week, and you didn't do shit the, until the fourth quarter. So um, the Broncos fans are upset because we expect greatness because this team is expected to win games um, because we're not ever – we never, ever have the first overall pick because we're always in contention in the games we play, and that needs to happen. And when we lose like we were losing on Sunday – we're gonna be pissed, and that's just that's just the end of the story. I think if you're not gonna fire sale and call this a dumpster fire at the end of the season, you have to make sure that you at least go eight and eight. Because if you go, would this be three or four seasons in a row that you have a losing record? If you if it we happens. went eight and eight last week, so or last year, so it wouldn't be in a row. No, you went. Records. I thought you went six, seven, be, and nine. We won the last game of the year. At, at, I'm pretty sure you were seven and nine last last. I, I don't know. 
but I, I it would be like last year out. I, I just know four... he went three and one the last four games of the year. Yeah. Hold on. Um, uh, either way, I I don't. I'm not putting the blame on Fangio. It's not Fangio. Let's let's be honest here. Our defense has been fantastic when we're not injured. Our um, Fangio is a defensive coordinator, and I guarantee you, he's not calling offensive plays. I promise you that because I I haven't seen this bad of offense all year besides watching the fucking Jets play, and that's just fact. The, the offense is not running smoothly. The only time the offense is doing anything is when we go no huddle, and that's just being ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. Maybe we have to do no huddle, r- hurry out the whole game. Maybe that's the deal. That's a that's an option. Uh, know, you but... guys finished one, two, three, four, five, six. You were seven and nine, so it would be okay. three years in a row that would be a losing record. And that's just something we talked about it last week. Mr. B took the the team over. Didn't have a back to back losing seasons for twenty five years. Now you're possibly going to stare down the this barrel of the, four in a row. This is the injury bug coming to us, but the coaching needs to be better. It's not, like I, I'm going to keep saying, Fangio's not the problem. I, I think they got rid of Scangarello a little bit too That quickly. was way too soon. That, way we should have kept Scangarello around, especially after Drew Locke's um, great end of the year last yeah. year with those four games and that offense. It was ridiculous you did that. You had, you had to go get Sherwood because he just got fired. and is ridiculous. Another disappointing quarterback performance. It's, it's not victory week this week, but no, I went 3-0 in fantasy football, so it's kind of victory hey, week. So that is a positive. Hey, Nico's not going to go 0-whatever. Oh, I, I went 0-3 last two weeks in fantasy football, so this week I went 3-0. So we're turning the script, so maybe I just need the Broncos to lose for my fantasy football team to do good. So I'll tell you who you wish you had in fantasy football, Josh Allen. I have Josh Allen. You have Josh Allen. Players. So he's a. He didn't play we, talk, we said going into last week. This is a. If you're an MVP candidate, this is where you show it. Yep. Or it's just. Or it's just going to be a joke. He showed it. Three, he showed it. Big Thirty-one time. of thirty-eight, four hundred fifteen yards, and three touchdowns. And uh, the Bills' defense finally decided to start playing football. Yeah, Holy man, crap! Man, holy cow! I think they knocked Russell Wilson out of the MVP race, especially I with Dalvin. Well, I mean, come on. He hasn't been great the last two weeks. And then yesterday, he two two touchdowns, two interceptions. And he had a fumble. I'm pretty. I think he. Yeah, he did have a sack fumble that he got um, the ball taken away from. So uh, two fumbles yesterday. Lost two fumbles. So four turnovers total. And the week before that, I think he had a few interceptions. He had a few interceptions in the loss to the Cardinals. Like he hasn't as good as he started off. He's really fallen off, fallen downhill. Dalvin Cook's picking up speed, picking up steam. Patrick Mahomes is picking up steam. I think that uh, Russell Wilson is out of the MVP race. And Josh Allen has kind of asserted himself in as, as a little bit of a sleeper. The, the argument to that is that Josh Allen had, did not have a good last few weeks. And Russell Wilson has had a pretty bad two weeks in a row as well. So I, it's going to be dependent on who... How, I think Mahomes is going to come back and see yeah, it, it's, honestly. It, it, or, that's the way it's looking. I'll, I'll say this right now, Dalvin Cook is in the race. I think we could see a running back win. And the Vikings are a terrible team. And the only reason why they're winning football games is because Dalvin Cook is carrying the whole team on his back. 209 he, yards. He's missed week. two games, and he's leading the league in rushing. Mm-hmm. It's, he's having himself a year. And if he keeps putting up these numbers weekly, we could see a weird year where they give to Dalvin Cook. I'll be yeah, honest. It could be. If he keeps putting up these numbers every week. Yeah. Could be, it could happen. Looking a bad forward. Vikings team might even squeeze in the playoffs. He's, like he's going to come down. In the playoffs. I think they have a chance for the playoffs, especially in the, in the NFC. But um, he plays the Bears next week, so he's going to kind of come run back for three hundred yards there. No, no, the Bears defense is, is good. He'll kind of come back yeah. down, but after that, he goes Cowboys, Panthers, Jaguars, Bucks. Okay, oh, those, the, you know, those we'll, are we'll get to the Bucks. Yeah, right, but all the, the, you're right about the Bears. I take that back. Bears offense is the shit. The Bears offense is the one of the Bears offense is up there with the Broncos, 
Jets and, and yeah, Bears. Bears offense. Worst three offenses. Bears offense is the shit side, not the defense. But sometimes that affects the defense. So maybe Dalvin Cook has a sub week. But that's definitely a – he's going to be the number one fantasy running back this year by far. And I think he had 49 points last weekend in fantasy. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Especially depending on the league. If you get points for yards too, his 209 yards from scrimmage is, is absolutely yeah. nuts. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But going back to the Buffalo-Seattle game, I I think it was a, it was a week where Seattle – could have been a trap game. They lost the week before a big game against Arizona, which was a very tight game. And then going to Buffalo is never easy. Um, Josh, Josh, like it was, it was frigid. Josh Allen is a mm-hmm. stud. Like, um, I'm gonna give Seattle a benefit. Of the doubt. Seattle's but, defense is their downfall. Yeah, Seattle's defense is gonna be the reason why they possibly waste as good as their offense is. DK Metcalf is the best receiver in football right now. There's no doubt about that. He's been putting up ungodly numbers. I'd say most dangerous. Good. I don't know about best receiver. Most dangerous. Because yeah, he doesn't He doesn't produce every single week. That's, that's fair. But most dangerous receiver in football right now. And Russ, um, like, the Bills had the right game plan. The Bills, I, I, I read somewhere where the, where the Seahawks were prepared for the Bills to run the ball mm-hmm. a lot, which is ridiculous because the week before they played the Patriots, and the Patriots had good corners on the outside, but that's all they have, so they ran the ball a lot. That's why they won. So, but this week, you had to think that Josh Allen was going to go hard because mm-hmm. Seattle has no secondary at all, which is weird to say because Legion of Boom wasn't that far removed. They're um, not. They're, they're the, I think right now it's between them and the Falcons this year as the worst passing defense of all time. It's, in the it's very bad. The only thing Seattle has going for them is Bobby Wagner up the middle. And now, I know you hate him, but Carl Dunlop didn't have a terrible game either. So that's that's a bright spot. But you have to have help in the secondary because secondary, people like Josh yeah. Allen is just going to dot you up. Jamal, Jamal Adams is finally back, but their their whole defensive pass game, they don't, they don't even look like they know where they're going. It, or it, where they're supposed to be. That, it was one, was, of the, it's one of the worst, um, in my opinion, one of the worst preparations for a game because you had to think Buffalo was going to air it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they th- ran the ball a lot the week before because that, because they were playing New England, but they you know your your secondary is as bad as it is if you're Seattle. You you have to help either by bringing more pressure or doubling people or whatever it may be on the back yeah. end. That's just not what they did, and Josh Allen had a heyday. Well, I think, too, um, they, they haven't had Chris Carson for the last yeah, little that's, that's rough stretch that they've been going yeah, through. Yeah, that should help them. That, that would help their defense because then they can kind of take the air out of the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, they have uh, D- D- Dallas is the last name of the running back that started. But they as a team, they rushed for 57 yards. So your defense is going to be out there for a while. And Josh Allen threw for 415 yards. So if you can kind of... It's the it's I can't remember who oh it was the Bucks last night yeah when you have four or five straight three and outs your defense is going to break down no matter how talented they, talented exactly. they are Just the Seahawks not having a great there. defense anyways and they're back out on the field so many times it, it it doesn't surprise me with the way that game was played it surprised me going into the weekend it was one of my toss up games I think I did pick the Bills um, in our pick them last yeah, week as, as one of the upsets that I had but. Uh, it was it was definitely a strange game. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs is a match made in heaven. Cause and Stephon, John Brown too. John Brown yeah, had a good game. They, too. Like it's, I said, they set up their time. receiving core uh, perfect for their quarterback because their quarterback can outthrow anybody, and they just have a whole bunch of really small, fast guys that get behind the defense, and that's mm-hmm. they're they're able to win that way. And mm-hmm. now if they get the running game going the way that it had in the past few years, I think they're even more of a contender. In the AFC, they're good. now they're. I think they're for sure winning the AFC East. Oh, that's one hundred percent. Like you said, New England barely got past New York today or on Monday as we're recording this. Yeah. Um, barely got past New England, so there's no shot unless Dolphins make a run. Let's talk about that in a minute because two like that was my upset of the week. You called me out ridiculously for that, and it was, was it was close because they had to win on the last in the in the last part of the game. 
Tua is a stud. Tua is the Tua's man. Tua is... They also shouldn't have won that game because that kicker yeah. that kicker went short on a 49-yard field goal, which is just stupid at this point yeah. with the way that kickers have expressed. That was not for the brand. Shout out Pat McAfee. Yeah. But that's why we make the specialists sleep in the bathtub on road trips because they don't... If you can't make a 49-yard field goal, when it, we know you can kick a 60-yarder. That's uh, It's not going to be... If you've seen Goon, you're right, piss hole in the bus. Yeah, it's, it's not a good time. He redeemed himself, luckily. But I knew that was going to be a great battle. I mean, Ty- Kyler and Tua had some battles in college, in college, and it's it's a match made in heaven. That's that's that was such a fun game to watch. Uh, like we said, watching Kyler and Tua go against each other again, it's it's must watch TV. It's yeah, must watch TV. and that was it was a good sign because Tua in his debut was not good. He got helped out way his. his Defense played out of their mind again today, and the special teams have been good. But he actually looked like a former Heisman Trophy uh, finalist. Mm-hmm. He actually looked like a guy who's won a national championship and was the number one. He was the consensus number one pick for like a year and a half until, until he Joe blew his went off. yeah, and until he uh, dislocated his head. Yeah. So he he looked like he should. Kyler Murray, uh, I don't know, like the defense. The defensive coordinator dropped the ball. Well, you want to know who their defense coordinator is? VJ. Vance Joseph, baby. The dumbest coach the Broncos. I don't know. The dumbest signing of a Broncos coach that we've ever had. Yeah, you could have had Shanahan when you hired Vance Joseph. Stupid, stupid, stupid. You've got to get Isaiah Simmons more involved in the defensive scheme. He won you the game on Sunday Night Football against the Seahawks. I I think that's the best NFL game so far this season. Mm -hmm. And then you barely had him in the defensive game plan at all. And it was just... yeah, that was their downfall. Like, their defense didn't prepare well coming out of the break. Kyler Murray did everything that he could. He had 283 yards passing, three touchdowns, and another 106 yards rushing, and another touchdown. Like, he carried the team on his back, did all his, all that he could. Uh, Tua just got more help from his role players Cl- around him. Cliff Kingsbury or Kingsbury. Kingsbury's offense is the real deal, and yeah. it showed um, Kyler Murray has been striving in that offense. But you dropped Isaiah Simmons for a reason. Vance Joseph is not the not the answer. I'm telling you right now. I know from experience he's not he's not a good defense coach at all at all. And have him running your defense and not using Isaiah Simmons like you have you have Patrick Peterson, you have Isaiah Simmons, you have Buda Baker, you have Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons could be the two best the best tandem safeties uh, on yeah. par with so- Dirty Dan Sorensen and Matthew over in Kansas City. Yeah, that could be one of the most deadly. Um, secondaries in all of if football. If you use them correctly. They are missing Chandler Jones because they don't have a pass rush now. So they, they, maybe you, that's you something say they, that. they trade for. Who knows? But it's... It was interesting to me because I said when we were talking about this game in our pick'em that it's a rematch from college, but this now Kyler has just as much talent around him as Tua did. Because when they played in college, Alabama was so much more talented than Oklahoma. Yeah. There was no chance that uh, Oklahoma was going to pull off the upset there. I thought it'd be more even match, but Tua again had the better surrounding cast and got the victory. He's two and zero against Kyler now. Yeah, the lot. The lot. Now, before we move on to most dominant team of the week, uh, last game I want to talk about your most hated team, Pittsburgh Steelers, barely pull off the win against a very very bad Dallas team. Um, uh, who's, who's Dallas quarterback? Uh, it was uh, Gary Gilbert. Gilbert. Gar- Gary Gilbert. Gilbert. That's right. It's not Ben DiNucci anymore. It's, no. It's Gary Gilbert. Gary he Gilbert. He was the AAF star. Yeah, Gary Gilbert, maybe. He, he's not going to be a starter going forward, but maybe he'll He take... should be the starter over DiNucci. And yeah, over everyone over else DiNucci and Gooch. Yeah. The year. Yeah, but I don't not... even know if Andy Dalton's still coherent after that hit. <laughs> yeah, so who, who knows? He's done for. Maybe just start 
Garrett, whatever, Gilbert, the rest of the games. It's maybe, a fun, maybe, this is promising. Maybe they can pull off the division now. Who knows? It's a fun story because he's a – yeah. Garrett, Garrett Gilbert is a uh, hometown kid. He's a Texas guy, so that's cool that he's playing for his hometown team. Uh, but I think this was a trap game for the Steelers, I'll be honest. And I talked to – Still the only undefeated team in the league. Too. Yeah, and it's the first time in franchise history for as storied as that franchise is. It's the first time they've been 8-0. Uh, to start the season off. Mike Tallman is one of the best coaches of all time, too. He's, yeah, he's the reason that Nathan Fitzpatrick decided to get tra- like force, make his way to get traded over there. Um, I don't see this as like a, a road bump. I still, with the way their schedule is set up to finish, they play the Bengals this week, uh, but I really only see them maybe losing to, they play the Bills in Buffalo, and they play the Ravens one more time. Those are the only two games that I can see them losing. I think we could see them finish 14-2, and two, maybe 15-1. Maybe be the one seed or them in Kansas City. Because yeah. the one seed means a lot more this year. The one seed now guarantees you a bye. The second seed is not a bye anymore. Yeah. So that's going to be huge between them and Kansas City. I think it's going to be the, the tussle for the one seed. But if Pittsburgh is able to get the one seed and Kansas City has to play an extra game, that might be that's, that might be the the, um, the biggest that's bump the in the X world for Kansas yeah. City. Not repeating as Super Bowl champs. Yeah, uh, they you got to watch a little bit. Roethlisberger did kind of get banged up in this yeah. game. He hurt his knees on it when he got sacked or hit one time. So that's something to look for. But the Steelers are, I think, I don't think they're the. I think they're two in the AFC because I think the the Chiefs are just better than the Steelers. But um, they're the best record in the AFC, and I think they could finish with one of the best records that we've seen, yeah. regular season records in in a, in a little bit. Um, and that's that's that'll be the last one that we talk about yeah, before we get into everything else. Do, most dominant. All right, that was the, those are probably the most prominent games. I know that we're missing one pretty big one, but we'll talk about that. We're we're going to do our most dominant team of the week, and I'll start. Mine's the Bills. I talked about them, and, and they really surprised me. Their defense is what kind of gave them the most dominant team of the week for me. I th- I thought that that was going to be that was that was their X factor that pushed them over the edge. So my most dominant team of this past week in the I, NFL. I, is I think that's a fair that's a fair team to pick. Um, like we said, Josh Allen had himself a day. I think for me it's pretty easy. We didn't talk about this game, but it was it was the Saints. Uh, we we both picked, thought the Buccaneers were going to be the team they were, but wow, 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 what a pounding the Saints put on. That's the worst I've ever seen Tom Brady look. What a pounding we saw them. Your washed king, Drew Brees, came to play, had himself a day. Uh, but I don't know what the hell the Buccaneers secondary was doing because there was a couple times where he was just throwing the guys wide open by 20 yards. Uh, but the pass rush, I think, is the most most telling thing. Yeah, Shaq Barrett did not do anything. No, no. The Buccaneers didn't get a single finger on Drew Brees. And the, but since the Brees, first, yeah, I'll give Drew Brees a little credit credit because he get, does get the ball pretty fast. Since the first play from scrimmage, Cam Jordan got his hand in Brady's face, and it was all game from the from then on out. Demario Davis had a great game at linebacker for the Saints. Their defense as a whole looked really good. Yeah, be, beating them thirty eight to three is just outlandish. I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, I thought that the Bucks were going to win, but if you sign Antonio Clown, uh, that, this is karma for, for signing Antonio Clown. And Tom Brady decided that he didn't have any other receivers besides Antonio Brown uh, because Mike yeah. Evans was open. Adam Humphrey, not Adam, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty Walker was Scotty open. Walker, yep. So like, No, I, I, I do think um, it's ridiculous. The Buccaneers think that they have to have everybody. They have so much talent on the offensive side. There's too much now. Yeah. Now you're taking snaps and you're taking catches away from one of the most underrated receivers, underrated receivers in the NFL, Chris Godwin. Yeah. You're taking reps. You're taking 
receptions away from Mike Evans. We still had freaks, still yeah. one of the biggest freaks in the NFL. Freaks in a good way. In a good way. Pause just like he's six foot five and runs a four six forty. That's ridiculous. And then OJ Howard was a stud and Gronk is there too. Like and now Ronald you have Jones Ronald is a good Jones, Ryder Fournette. There's so much pieces that you're forgetting about everything else. Oh, they ran the ball five times total. That's the lowest amount of rushing attempts in an NFL game in NFL history. My my, my brother has Ronald Jones on his fantasy team, and as we were watching that game, he was like, "Why the fuck are they not running the ball?" Yeah, like, it was just ridiculous. It's, no, I think they handed it off to him like twice. It was, it was stupid, awful. man. It's it's stupid. The Buccaneers had a terrible game plan going into that. That's, they they that's yeah. I'm gonna take that on Bruce Arians partially and. They got to, they got to prepare better. Saints came to play and knew how big a game this was because now they're going to win the division. Yeah, now they're outright winners. Yeah, outright winners for sure. So it's now the Buccaneers have to play on the road in the wild card. And Tom Brady in the wild card games may not be so good anymore. That's why I didn't pick the Saints as my most dominant good. team because I thought it was they played good and they announced themselves as they're still when they're healthy because Mike Thomas was back. Uh, but when they're healthy, oh, they're. God, I, I benched him luckily, but I still won, so it doesn't matter. But I'm still, I may, I may outright not play him anymore in fantasy football just because he's pissed me off so much. Yeah, I didn't know if you started him or not, but like the Buccaneers played so badly that I couldn't give the Saints my most dominant That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's get into next week's pick 'em. The Bengals are playing again. They 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 got their automatic victory out of the way. Their bye week, and now they get to play the number one team. Uh, in the AFC record-wise. Let's start with uh, Thursday Night Football because yeah. Thursday Night Football game was really good last week. Um, Packers, eh, Packers wasn't good, but the Packers kind of... Better than what we usually are yeah. accustomed to on Thursdays. Um, so we have Tennessee hosting the Colts. Pretty good game. Um, Colts, Philip Rivers is... is throws, this, uh, throws to the opposing jersey more than he throws to his own jersey. And then even when he doesn't, he looks really bad it's trying really to make bad. tackles on oh, turnovers. Okay. We'll talk about that more. That's uh, terrible. Yeah, because that, that gets brought up in my play of the week. My, I'm picking the Titans in this one because the Colts gave up such a... They had the lead on Lamar Jackson at halftime, and Lamar Jackson was 0-6 before this past weekend when he was losing at halftime. So the fact that they fell apart that way and the Titans are trying to bounce themselves back from two tough losses in the middle of the season, I think this is these were the two top teams in that division in the AFC South. I think the Titans assert themselves as the outright favorite to win that division and uh, get one of the top four seeds in the playoffs. So you're picking Titans I'm there, picking yeah. Titans. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans as well. Titans had a bounce-back game uh, beating Chicago, which was a pretty closer, closer game than most people thought. Um, I think they went away from uh, running the ball to, with Derrick Henry, which was a mistake. They tried, I mean, against the Bears' defense, like you said, uh, like Jimmy said, sorry, because I'm <laughs> talked about their offense, the yeah. Bears' offense as bad as they were, and thought about their defense. But, yeah, this, they got to run the ball with Derrick Henry more, so I think Titans will win this game. Phil Brezzer, the Colts are, Colts are tank for Justin Fields. I'm going to tell you it right now. Tank for Justin Fields. Yeah, uh, it's it's upsetting because, like, they have they have pretty good talent around. Jonathan Taylor has been one of the best yeah. rookies so far. And Hines is, a, is yeah. a good running back, too. And then on defense, Darius Leonard. Um, and I think they got they have Xavier Rhodes now, cornerback yep. from the Vikings, who's really good shutdown guy. So they have a lot of talent. They're just wasting it with no quarterback. I mean, when your guy that you thought was going to be there for another five years, Andrew Luck, decides to retire halfway through a preseason game, it's going to be rough quarterback wise. Uh, but I, I do think that the Titans are going to stomp the Colts on this Yeah, time. I'm with you on that. Next game we have Texans going into Cleveland. Kind of an interesting game. I don't 
remember these teams ever playing against each other in a while. And I think this is one of the first times Houston has gone to Cleveland. Yeah, I think um, so. I don't know, but I'm, I'm taking the Texans here. Um, J.J. Watt had a pretty big game. He's coming back. He's, I think he holds some record. He just broke some record. I totally spaced on what the record is, but he broke some record. And now Deshaun Watson kept Will Fuller around, so that's even more help for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the Texans here. I think the Browns are still frauds. I don't know if they're the real deal. I mean, without OBJ, who knows what Baker looks like. I think they just had a bye week too, right? Yeah, they were, so, they were coming off their bye too. If yeah. if Nick Chubb is playing, that kind of changes my mind. This might, might be one that I flip when we do NFL Unhinged. But right now I'm picking the Texans too just because their offense is good enough that they're going to put pressure on the Browns to score. Um, the Browns have a pretty good formula to win. Like, they run the ball, and if you run play action off of your run game, Baker's pretty good and could be efficient and win you ball games that way, but they don't always stick to that game plan. They still have a little bit of Freddie Kitchens left over him. I think Stefanski is going to be their coach moving forward, but he still has a little bit of Freddie Kitchens where he goes gets away from what he knows works and tries to be too fancy. So I'm picking the Texans. Well, I, I know Nick Chubb might be back because he's on. I picked him up off the IR, so maybe that's a must-start, but I don't know. That's, I'm still picking the Texans there, too. Um, next game we have Detroit Lions hosting the Washington football team. I hit I hit my Giants pick last week on the, on the football team. It was close. It was Very close. close game, Danny but... Dimes, though, is undefeated against the football team. I didn't realize that. He's a 1-16 against everybody else, yeah. but he's 6-0 and against that was the beat football the, team. beat the football team. Uh, who do you have in this one? I'm picking the Lions in this one. It's only because Washington's momentum got derailed last week, losing to the Giants. Uh, the Lions did, too. They were kind of on a mini run. But it, since it's at home, I, I'm giving it to the, the Lions. Hopefully Matt Stafford can get a couple more wins before he either gets himself out of Detroit or maybe he's going to be the next great Lion to retire early. Yeah. Uh, he's not a, not on the same level as Sanders and Megatron, but it would be a pretty big waste of, of talent. Of a career, yeah, for sure. I, I hate picking with you because I like to have different opinions. But I have to help my record out. Well, we're a gonna bit. have a couple different, I have different to help, opinions. I have to help my record out a little bit, so I'm gonna go Lions as well. Um, like I said, Washington football team looks like Alex Smith is gonna start this week again because Kyle Allen can't. Stay is in his game. ankle in the same spot that Alex Smith broke his leg and Joe Theismann oh. broke his leg? They gotta do something with oh, that man. field. Um, Kyle they need to change the team name first of all. Yeah, that's, that, that's the first get a one. team name. Um, they were. I actually I started a franchise with them in Madden and I moved them to Toronto. Out of Washington, that's how bad. That's, 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 that's bad. how bad I think their situation is. Uh, Kyle Allen's leg also fell off again, so they 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 got really bad. Hopefully, I think all of their quarterbacks since like the '90s have had some debilitating leg injury. Looks Robert like Haskins is going to have to find himself a new job, though. That's for sure. But maybe yeah. maybe he'll he's like he, this, maybe he'll come back and play. And, he's this close to getting put back on the field just because they don't have another quarterback, yeah. or they're going to bring in Shane Falco like the replacements. I have no clue. I feel bad for Ron Rivera. He's, he's, it's a good season for him because of what he's overcome. But football-wise, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's very tough in Washington. Next game we have uh, Green Bay Packers hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Green Bay had a pretty big game last Thursday, taking down uh, the beat up the a bad or beat up a injured, injured very badly injured 49ers. Like the Broncos, the 49ers have had the injury bug like no other. I'm going to take the uh, uh, Green Bay Packers here. The Packers are. I'm going to say it again because Aaron Rodgers had a pretty great game last week, and Devontae Adams is a stud, but he's a bad man. And Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams is a bad, bad man. man. Him and Aaron Rodgers are bad men. Mm. So now I'm, t- I'm taking the Packers easily. This is, this, is, this is an easy one for me. I'm not going to give Aaron Rodgers' bad man title back because I think if it was Jimmy G and George Kittle were playing, maybe I'll give him it back. 
this is a week where he can kind of get that back for me. I think he's going to beat up on the Jaguars with, uh, with... Maybe we even see some Jordan Love action. Uh, maybe. Uh, no, no. I don't I don't know if we see Jordan Love action. If, if they're killing him bad? Maybe. Maybe just so that you don't get get him hurt. But like the Jaguars defense doesn't have anybody that I think can... They don't have, really they really do anything. Away. Yeah. They don't have Clay's Campbell. They don't. They don't have Ngakwe. They don't have anybody. On no, the I, I didn't yet. realize that they don't have Ngakwe. I'm picking the Packers. Well, Ngakwe, so. he was traded to Minnesota, and now Minnesota traded him to Baltimore. So he's been two trades removed now. Well, uh, I'm picking the Packers <laughs> in this one just because the Jaguars suck eggs. So that's 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 interesting take, dude. But okay, we'll we'll go to the next one. The worst division in football: Philadelphia Eagles going into New York and playing Danny Dimes, the New York Giants. Yeah, I picked the Giants in this one. Oh, okay. I, I'm going. I I'm gonna try and pick this season series right. I got the Eagles in the first matchup, even though you try. That one was where you kind of jinxed the, the I Giants. I almost yeah. Because almost I I thought we had picked both picked the Eagles in that matchup. You picked the Giants. I ended I up winning, myself, yeah. and you threw me under the bus. I'm picking the Giants in this one because it's at home for them, and uh, the Eagles, they're like a good one week, bad the next. Danny Dimes maybe gets another win against an in-division opponent, and the Giants stay alive in that division. Somebody's got to win it. Somebody has to win the NFC. Giants, Giants pissed me off too much. I'm taking the Eagles because they pissed me off with that week. When I Hopefully Daniel Jones doesn't see the 11-yard line. That's yeah, all we're hoping kidding. for. Next game we have Tampa Bay Buccaneers that coming off a tough, very bad loss going into Carolina in a very, very game Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. That rule has done an incredible job. Oh, there. if the defense plays anything like they did last night, the Panthers will win this game. I actually picked the Panthers. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah. I I, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go along with you too. I, uh, uh, no, actually, I take that back. I'm going to the Buccaneers. Okay. But Bucks. That was a very, very bad game. They're, they have too much talent. Um, I don't think the Panthers don't have run CMC again. I'm yeah, going to go with the Bucs just, so. just because like it's Tom Brady. The Panther Teddy Bridgewater has, I believe, in my opinion, solidified himself as a future quarterback, which mm. is crazy to think about because everyone thought they'd be in the Justin Fields to, or Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, but he's yeah. showing himself why he's, he's, he was where he was a few years back. So I, I give him a lot of credit, but I'm taking the Bucks. Oh, yeah, I, I think that's a solid choice. If the Bucks defense actually shows up this week, it'll be it'll be yeah. a, a pound. Hopefully they do. Antoine Winfield needs to play better as well. Yeah. And that up front, they got to get something from Shaq Barrett. Yeah, their defense, their front seven is really really good with Levante David, Devin White. Uh, Levante David might be my favorite linebacker in football because he was one of the most underrated linebackers in football. He was still playing with his hair on fire, trying to make as many plays as he could last night, down thirty-one points. But it was thirty-one nothing. So he's he's still going, but uh, not having Vita Vea on the in the middle kind of hurt them last yeah, night because Kamara and uh, Latavius Murray were able to just kind of run through yeah. the middle of the defense. I think that's that's where they're kind of lacking, and, and the linebackers can't make all the plays when. Uh, you don't have a D lineman to hold up the offense. You have to have help, and they weren't getting help at all. Um, next next game we have, we have my Denver Broncos going against the Raiders. I saw a preview of what your pick was. I want to hear why your explanation is this. Uh, but I'm going with my Broncos because I still believe that we can um, inch our way back in a playoff race. We just have to take down the Raiders. The Raiders are have been playing really well, but they took down a bad Chargers team last week. So I don't and know. Who did you beat two weeks before? Two weeks ago? Yeah, the, I said bad Chargers. The char- yeah, the same Chargers. Yeah, bad Chargers. Team. I'm going them. with the Raiders because it's in Las Vegas. Uh, Drew Locke isn't going to show up until halfway through the fourth quarter, 
and the Raiders are good enough on offense that they can close out a game. I don't think that they're they're not going to give the Broncos the same kind of opportunities they had late. I Drew Locke's got to prove to me that he can show up when the game starts. Uh, I don't have as much faith in Derek Carr as I do in other quarterbacks, but I do think that he can win you a game against a team as injury-riddled as the Broncos. So that's why I'm picking the Raiders. And they they're coming. They have momentum. The Broncos interrupted their momentum. I thought if they would have beat the Falcons, I'd be saying probably a, a completely different story. But I'm sticking with the Raiders. I think they're going to beat the Broncos. I think the one thing that favors the Broncos in this matchup that didn't help last week is the Raiders' passing game is not as good as the Falcons' passing game. I think the Broncos are. I know actually. I know the Broncos' run game is a lot better than the pass game right now, especially the injury injuries we've had in the secondary. Um, I feel a lot more comfortable with. Um, the upfront guys for the Broncos slowing down Josh Jacobs and then making Derek Carr throw the ball, which we could who's, see. We could see a Henry Ruggs big day. Who's so. gonna cover Darren Waller? Is he Justin is Simmons? He, Justin Simmons. He he locked up Kelsey pretty well when we played yeah. the Chiefs, and so I'm gonna. It, so I'm not too worried about Darren Waller. I'm more worried about Josh Jacobs. That's a totally different matchup, though. Travis Kelsey and, and Darren Waller. Yes, they're same position, but Darren Waller is much more. I'd say he's almost more of an X receiver than he is a tight end. That's a different matchup. I'm not sure. Like six six and a guy who can run like that. Well, if you if you get um if you get Callahan and Bouye back, then you throw Callahan on that, him. So that's, 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 that's the difference. That's a diff that that would be a different difference maker. But, I think Kareem Jackson actually might be yeah, a Kareem bigger Jackson factor be a one, yeah. in the Darren Waller matchup. But that's if you can shut him down, then I can see the Broncos winning. Yeah, but, if you make Derek Carr throw the ball a lot more than the Broncos, I feel like has have a better chance to win, but if you're not able to stop Josh Jacobs, there's no shot. It's not, we don't have any, like, there's nothing else to talk about so, if you don't stop Josh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, so, it's, but I still, I believe in our defense still. Um, like I said, we're, we're injury riddled, so maybe we're able to pull it off. I think Philip Lindsay gets back into form. I think Pat Sherman gets his head out of his ass. Um, you hope. I hope, I hope, I hope. And Jerry Judy, after the weekend last <laughs> week, I'm going to Get the runner there, Jim. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Jerry Judy is able to um, have another great week because he helped me win fantasy football last week. So he, he asserted himself. This would be this is where where you step up and, and assert yourself for the future. So I'm picking the Broncos with that 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 one. Next, I told you we'd have plenty of opposite. Picks. That's true. Next thing we have is a pretty good one. Two rookie quarterbacks want picks one after the other. Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert going into Miami and playing Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, I have Tua picking up his third win as a starter. I think that the Chargers... But I do have uh, a beat of the week about this game as well. Uh, but I think that the Dolphins, with where the two trajectories of the teams are completely opposite, the Chargers can't win games, and the Dolphins have found out ways to not only win close games, but they're blowing people out too. So I'm picking the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins as well. This scares me more now because Dolphins are going to come off of Two-game win streak, maybe th- I think it's two-game win streak. I, uh, I think it, it maybe might be three, four. May four. Because okay. Fitzpatrick won two that's before true, he got That's right, that's benched. right. So they may, coming off a win streak, then they play the Broncos the following week. So it's going to scare me for next week, but I think Tua is going to outplay Herbert. The Chargers find new ways to lose every <coughs> single week. I don't, every week. I don't have the runner, by the way. This is just what happens when you record back-to-back episodes. Yeah, our voices are getting a little shaky. But um, um, Next one we have Buffalo going into Arizona. This is going to be a great game. Like I said, Kyler Murray is going to stud. Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen may be the best quarterback battle of the week. I think it is the best quarterback matchup of the week. And I'm going to go with the Bills because the Cardinals' defense didn't look good last week. And uh, Josh Allen throwing for 400 yards kind of gave me some confidence in him moving forward. And this is another game where... He just notches another MVP 
token. It, I think maybe like as you go through the end of the season, you're just trying to pull in chips, and this is where he could get himself a chip um, and beat a team like in the best division in football in the NFC West. Beat the Cardinals at on the road. That would be huge for him. Yeah, I'm going with the, with the uh, um, Bills as well. I don't like I said, Vance Joseph doesn't know how to put up game plans. So I think Josh Allen is going to have himself another career day. He's going to win me another fantasy football game this week. Uh, next game we have uh, we have the Seattle Seahawks playing the Rams. One of the best matchups as well uh, because both these teams are best division of best football. division of football by far. And what a great matchup this is! I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. Um, I, like I said, I think Russell Wilson is still still one of the MVP candidates um, in the NFL, and DK Metcalf is the most dangerous um, receiver in the NFL right now. And I think that defense is going to get it together when Jamal Adams comes back. Yeah, the only thing that kind of I'm at this point I'm picking the Seahawks. This is another game where I could flip on Sunday. Um, the only thing that gives me some pause is the Rams are coming off a bye, so they got some time to clear their head and get healthy. And uh, that defensive front can give the Seahawks the same problems that the Bills did. If you can't protect Russell Wilson and you can't run the ball, this could be uh, maybe an upset and the Rams kind of get back into that race for the division. Because right now they're two games. They're behind the Seahawks and they're behind the Cardinals. But this would be where they can pick up on the Seahawks and then even put some more pressure on the Cardinals to maybe sneak back in. Because winning your division is also huge. Getting the one seed is the goal, obviously, but now winning your division and, and having home game, playoff yeah. games is going to be big moving forward as well. So I think it could be a Rams upset, but I'm picking the Seahawks at this moment. Yeah, I agree with you. Seahawks fully there. Next game we have San Francisco 49ers playing the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans coming off a huge, massive win. Do you think this is a dull on the road? Do you think they, they have a huge high, or do you think they continue their dominance? Uh, they're playing in the Dome. I'm not picking the Saints. Uh, picking against the Saints okay. in the Dome, especially against a team that's going to possibly have C.J. Beathard or Nick Mullins as a starting quarterback. Yeah. And no George Kittle, and that Saints defense is, is finding their rhythm. So uh, I'm picking the Saints, and Cameron Jordan is going to introduce himself many times to whoever is playing quarterback for yeah, the 49 Like you said, that, that defense is catching stride now, mm-hmm. now that they're getting more comfortable. Um, I'm taking the Saints as well. Like I said, like you said, at home is a tough one. Now your game of the week, Jimmy, because I know you've been circling this one on your counter for a Fuck long time the now. Steelers. Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Bucket Burrows going into Pittsburgh and playing the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you have here? All right, I'll start because I know who you picked here, and I think this could be a bump of the road for the Steelers. I think last week showed that the Steelers have flaws and the Bengals can make adjustments. Um, I just am worried about your defense right now. The only thing I think Joe Burrow is going to put up points. I'm just worried about your defense. Um, I think the Steelers take this one just because um, I think Antonio or not Antonio Brown, Chase Claypool and Juju are going to have days, and James Conner um, is going to have himself a day. That's the only reason why I take you guys. But I do think my, my I could switch on Sunday. This is money that I think switch on Sunday. I'm picking the Bengals because I refuse to pick the Steelers. I will not do that. Uh, that's the team that I cannot stand in the league. But my big thing, I want to see how Joe Burrow plays against Mika Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Because this is kind of similar back when Carson Palmer was going up against Troy Polamalu. You're going to have to find a way to out-duel, out-think the best player that you're going to be playing against. I think, I'd think i say Mink is the leader of the Steelers. He's like the face of the Steelers at this point. Yeah, their offense, they still have Big Ben. He's a Hall of Famer or whatever. Uh, don't go into a women's restroom if, if he's on the, anywhere near the vicinity. 
Um, but another week, another Jimmy Big Ben joke. <laughs> and Rotten Burger, Rotten Burger can go suck it. Um, but that's going to be my big matchup. I want to see Joe Burrow. I think he's going to lose this one going into Pittsburgh for the first time. But also, he's got the balls to think that he could do. He can win at Heinz Field no matter what. The Steelers have not let the Bengals beat them at home in a while. It's been like eight years since they've won in Pittsburgh. But I'm picking the Bengals because, you know what, F the Steelers. I yeah, can't stand them. You finally have a quarterback with the balls to go into Pittsburgh and beat, you, beat them. But I don't know if it's going to happen. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. If they're going to beat the Steelers, they beat them when they play in Cincinnati. That's definitely the 225 slate game that I'm looking most actually, I take that back. Arizona and Buffalo is, is a big, great game. I'm looking forward I'm to. Going but to I'm definitely going to check that game in the background. I'm going to B Dubs and, and I'm going to watch that game. We're I'm going with a buddy of mine who's a Steelers fan from school. We're going to put it on the big screen. Screw everybody else. The, the I mean the Broncos will Broncos be playing game is at on that too, time. so I don't know if that's going to work out too well. But you might we'll find able. a big enough TV that we'll be able to we'll we'll enjoy it off to the side. But that's that's my game of the week. I'm, um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, next game we have Baltimore playing the Patriots. Patriots coming off a shaky win against the Jets. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens here because the because Lamar is I think he he's doing a lot better. Maybe we see Dez Bryant more into the assist or more into the game plan this week, which. I love watching Dez Bryant play when he was with the Cowboys, so I'm hoping the best for him, but I'm taking the Ravens in this game. I'm also picking the Ravens. Uh, the Patriots, I think this is going to be the first time that in our lifetime that they have, well, not in our lifetime because we were just right before, we were born right before their dynasty started, but since like 2000, that they're going to lose four in a row. Actually, they won this week, so they won't lose four in a row. Oh, I guess I guess that's true. They went, they'll go. We were talking about that before when yeah, the Jets before. were leading in the fourth quarter, yeah. but this is not... I mean, Bill Belichick doesn't can't win without Brady. Can't can't be as dominant Brady as he can't was win without, without Brady. Belichick, and Belichick can't win without Brady. But we like the the Ravens are bouncing back, and they're going to pick up another big momentum win over the former dynasty, the dynasty of yesteryear. Yeah. Moving uh, forward, yeah, Monday night game now. Minnesota Vikings going into Chicago and playing the Bears. This is going to be a really fun game because it's going to be the Dalvin Cook show versus Khalil Mack. Yeah. And like I said before, Dalvin Cook has entered himself into the MVP candidate. I know it's weird to say that as a running back, but the dude is literally putting up unreal numbers. Mm-hmm. Unreal numbers. I only I didn't pick him for my player of the week just because I didn't want to go back-to-back weeks, but I could have picked him easily again. And he's going to have ungodly numbers again. Who do you have this week? I'm picking the Vikings. We I said it last week with the Bears playing the Titans. We're going to figure out who the real imposter is. And based off of last week's result, that would be the Bears. They are the worst, best, worst good team because their defense is good enough that they're still they can still be considered a good team. But Nick Foles isn't the answer. Matt Nagy's not the answer. They're gonna they are the dumbest franchise in football because you passed on not only Deshaun Watson but you passed on Patrick Mahomes and you picked Mitch Trubisky who played like traded 11, up for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, you traded up. And you picked Mitch Trubisky, who'd played 11 games in college, over two guys that are going to go down as the, probably the best quarterbacks of the upcoming generation, and it's Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's, no, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I, 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 I really want to take the Bears. I'm Bears. taking the Bears. Bear down. I'm going to go different than you, just because I think the Vikings aren't going to be able to do anything off or in the passing game. I think they are able to slow down. Kirk now Cousins with, in prime time scares me a little bit. I, I'm going to... I'm gonna, Say that Cliff Mack and the Bears defense are going to be able to slow down Dalvin Cook for the first time all year, and that um, 
the Bears' offense, I don't know. Maybe if Nick Foles gets hurt and Trubisky comes in and they win, I don't know. I just, I just don't. I, I, I don't like either of these teams. If I was a Bears fan, I'd want the Bears to lose because maybe Nagy gets on back on the hot seat. He's, I, he should be on the hot seat. It's but not, he's, but the, he's five and three. That's still only uh, thing. He's five true. and three, and he made it to the playoffs in his that's first true. season. He's under Andy Reid's coaching tree. It's like the guys under McVay's coaching tree. They're going to give him as many opportunities as they can before they completely. Uh, go away with it, but it, it, something's got to change for that organization. Uh, they've never had a, like a great offense, even when they won the Super Bowl back in '85. They got to figure out something because if you can score points with that defense, maybe if they bolster their offense a little bit, it screws over their defense. But you're wasting <clears throat> what has the possibility of being an all-time defense. Yeah, that's it's, it's a sad thing in Chicago. Um, on other news, the Jets are on a bye week, so I won't. My my uh, automatic win. Auto, no, it's automatic neither because they won't have a one next to the name and they can still go defeated and go all at sixteen. Well, so that's 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 good. And, I tried, Dom. And, and the Dallas Cowboys are on the bye week, so maybe Garrett Gilbert will get some more reps underneath them. So uh, maybe that gives Andy Dalton some time to wake back up. Oh, Somebody wake up Andy Dalton. I still think he's laying on the Honestly, field. Honestly, Dak Prescott with a broken whatever is better than any of those quarterbacks. Yeah. The, that's true because after he got in, he was still the leading passer in the league like three weeks after he got injured. Ridiculous. That's how ridiculous his numbers were moving into that. But that's, I mean, you picked up a few wins last week in the pick'em. I still think I might be winning overall, but yeah, I've it was been, more competitive last I've week. I've been slacking. I still don't have the record, so I'll have that for next week um, between the head-to-head because um, we're going to continue doing that more and more. Every week. And we'll talk about all these games again on our That's NFL okay. Unhinged more show. More into depth as well. Yeah. We only, we, I mean, we only have a two-hour show, so we can only do this for so much. So. We blew through that pretty quickly, but we'll. it'll be fun talking to other because we know each other's opinions pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've known each other long enough, and this is our 14th episode. Congrats 14, on, yeah. on 14, big one yeah. four. But, um, so we'll, we'll continue to talk about that. We'll have some other opinions. We'll. Go, I hope Jim is on the podcast on Sunday, on Sunday so because about so I can I can give him so much shit about the Patriots. Oh, Patriots right. If the Bengals win, I think if the Bengals, I, I gotta see what the Patriots schedule it, or record is three and five. So if the Bengals win this weekend and the Patriots lose, the Bengals have a better record oh. than the New England Patriots. Suck it, Jim. I hope you. I hope everything's going well for you in your, in your personal life. But that would be hilarious uh, for me. That'd be good. But now let's get into the beats league. I'll start because. Um, I talked about it a little bit earlier. We talked about NCAA football. Um, Miami, the Hurricanes, the U, to beat Virginia Tech, which is ridiculous because Derek King had himself a day. It was plus 110. They're also way better. They're two games, like, they're five, seven and one, and I think maybe Virginia because, Tech's four and three. Yeah, I think maybe it's because Virginia Tech's like at home or something <laughs> or whatever it may be. But that's that's definitely it's tough betting on college football. We're gonna yes, say it's yeah. tough betting on college football, but that's going to be one of two. Obviously, because I lost my big upset bet last week mm-hmm. in like the last six minutes of the game. Um, my first one: Chargers plus two and a half against the Dolphins. I'm going to say take it because maybe this is the time that they overcome and win a close game, but. Uh, I do think that it's gonna tough. be. I think it. I think the Dolphins, if to get that one, Dolphins got to win by like one, by one, less than a field goal. So one or two, you can get that. that that'd be pretty decent money on on the Chargers. That's pretty good. Half. I'll I'll stick with football or the NFL next. I'm gonna go your Bengals, Jimmy, plus two hundred to beat the Steelers. That's probably, that's all. That's it. Plus two hundred. Plus two hundred. It was actually pretty decent. Like that's I, that's. I thought it would be like plus four hundred or something. That's pretty good. So yeah. I, I, people believe in Joe Burrow. So I'm going to believe in Joe Joey Burrow. B. I didn't pick him in Joey the pick him, but 
I'm, I may bet on it because Joe Burrow is a, is a stud. So Joey going, Bag of Donuts, I'll, I'll take it. Bengals plus 200 beats Steelers is my second beat. All right, and, and you'll hear about this again on Friday when we have our Masters episode. My next one, Brooks Blake Kepka. Shout out if you listen to part of my take, all, all the uh, takeies out there listening. Brooks, runner-up for Blake of the Year on the part of my take show. He's plus 1,600 to win the Masters this weekend. Um, and he's fun to watch. He's he's the only golfer that I really know that's like current. I know the I said that he was a bad boy at golf, and you guys kind of schooled me. I, I can't remember the the. I'll I'll tell you about him in a minute because yeah. he's my beat of the week. But, uh, week. but he's he's my pick to win the Masters this week, and we had to have a Masters bet on this show. Of course, we had a bad Masters bet. My my uh, final beat of the week. I'm gonna stick with Jimmy here. Uh, Matt, my, I'm gonna take Bryson DeChambeau, there the bad go. boy golf, the bad boy golf. Uh, if you if you follow the game of golf at all, you'll know that he's very eccentric. He's like the quote he's a unquote, guy. He's a quote unquote Pat Mahomes just because of how outlandish he is and the different creative things he does. Um, he's he trash talks a lot more, so that should be fun. But he's a favorite right now, um, so I'm gonna go with him plus 800. I think it's his time to shine. Well, be sure to listen on Friday's episode because Jeremy has a lot of great takes on that, I believe. He, took, he told both of us that we were stupid. Yeah, he told both of us we were dumbasses for our picks. Um, I forgot. I think he took JT, Justin Thomas, to yeah. win. Um, but he had, he had a lot of great picks. Be sure to, if you're betting on Masters at all, you're going to want to listen to the end of that episode because he tells you who to stay away from, who, yeah. who you should bet on, and what, what the back nine on Sunday is going to look like. So yeah, you don't want, if you're betting on matches at all, be sure to tune in. That'll be a good episode for everybody to listen. My last one, Seahawks plus 102 over the Rams. I picked them in our in our pick'em. I did say that the Rams have a possibility for an upset this week, and I do think that is possible. But if you're gonna if you're gonna have a team who gets a random underdog that you want to put money on, the Seahawks are that are that mm-hmm. team. They're gonna be a pretty safe bet, I think, at plus 102. Not a huge one, but it's still winning something. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's our beats of the week. Like we said, we've been hitting most of our beats of the week. I did not check to see if my Manchester United. Um, what uh, you didn't watch? Pick? You didn't watch soccer? No, I didn't, I, I didn't check the Manchester United score. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll check that in a minute. But um, that we've been hitting our beats of the week. Jimmy won his Arlovsky bet last week. He almost won yep. his the NC State pick. Almost, almost. I won. The Indiana pick, I, I didn't win the Broncos pick, but I think I may have won soccer. I don't know, but I'll check that again. Let's start listening to us and put money down on what we say. Maybe it, maybe we'll we'll do moving forward. I'm not going to put a ton of money down, but maybe if we start forcing us to put some money on at least one of the ones that we pick, maybe people will start betting with us because we want you guys to win some money. And like I said last week, tip your dealer because we, we're technically how you guys picked that, pick that one. So if you win some money, throw a little. In all of our Denver natives, the Colorado Sportsbook was opened up in Blackhawks, so now you can go bet live in person, not yep. just on the app. So be sure now to you don't do have that. to do daily, daily. Oh, betting. and just update: Manchester United won three one. So. Oh wow! Oh, another beat of week. I thought you were going to get a tie, honestly. Talking oh, about beautiful soccer. baby! There you go. Shout out! Insert FC name, FC name here. Podcast. They're on our soccer podcast on. The hey, podcast. I got a soccer pick, so why not take my. Golf pick as well. <laughs> there you go. Now moving into the final two segments, play of the week and player of the week. Uh, listen in. Be pay attention at the end of our episode on Friday because we, we may might have, have a new new, might uh, have a new segment. New segment next week. But so. we'll we'll do play of the week first. Mine. Uh, too bad Jeremy didn't stick around. I I don't blame him because it's like ten fifteen yeah. on Monday night. But my first my play of the week, Chuck Clark scoop and score in the Ravens Colts game, and uh, it what made it the best. My favorite play of the week. There wasn't a huge play that kind of just stood out. I mean, yours is is pretty decent. I think 
and it was like a signature moment that he had his second one. But Chuck Clark and and he got to hurdle Rivers. Rivers like fell down and then just tried to do a reverse worm to maybe trip him up and just got jumped right over because Chuck Clark is an NFL athlete and can do do those kinds of things. And, and Scooper scored a touchdown. Um, wasn't a turnover that Philip Rivers called caused, but he made it so much better with oh how he gosh, reacted. That could have been blooper of the week. Uh, I don't know. That could have been. He should yeah, get was really bad. He should get benched. Yeah. For that effort, that's yeah, what we should. Really he bad. should be joining us on the far end of the bench for that effort. Yeah, no kidding. But my play of the week, it was kind of a dull week in plays of the week. If I'm being honest, like I said, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of sports going on besides football. Uh, I'm going with my play of the week. I'm going with Jerry Judy's touchdown. It didn't mean anything because it's the end of the game. But one of the best receiver moves I've ever seen. Jerry Judy beat was one on one with the corner, yeah. waved his hand in the air. Basically saying, throw me the ball yeah, up deep. Call the taxi. Call the taxi. Got, he, he stopped on a dime, turned around. Julak hit him perfectly, hit a great ball hit to him. Jerry Judy duked around him and got in the end zone. Yeah. One of the best plays from a receiver we've seen in a while. Just, I mean, like, technicality-wise, not athletic-wise, just because of the... That's um, that's what you drafted him it. for. You drafted Henry Ruggs, the two receivers from Alabama. You drafted Henry Ruggs for the freak athleticism. Jerry Judy's a really good athlete in his own right, and he's fast and everything, but his route running his route was cool, yeah. as good as a rookie receiver coming into the league has been for a while. Him and him and Justin Jefferson for the Vikings have been my two favorite uh, rookie receivers to watch. Yeah, it's no Luka Doncic's game winner, but those are okay plays of the week. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier maybe when we'll you have, have so many play plays. Next week. Uh, no. I think maybe mine, maybe maybe, maybe someone maybe playoff yours, in the playoff, maybe for me, for me, maybe I'll do a Masters play. I'll watch game. a highlight of whoever wins. Maybe I'll watch the guy get the jacket at the end of it, but I don't know if I'm going to be. Sorry, Jeremy, I don't know if I'm going to be watching the Masters this week. Yeah, I'll be watching it with you, Jared. Don't worry. All uh, right, my you go player of the week. I'll go player of the week. You had to help me out with this one because, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I'm, I picked Tua. Um, Tua had himself a day, twenty for twenty-eight, two hundred forty-eight yards, two TDs, thirty-five rushing yards as well. He outplayed Kyler Murray, which yeah. Kyler Murray was the number one pick the year before, and Tua was the fifth pick this year. Uh, this solidifies the Dolphins. And they don't need a t- quarterback next year. Now Tua is the real deal. Now they just need him to get healthy and make sure to have that weapons around. Him. So. I'm picking my player of the week was a guy you picked a few weeks ago, Alex Smith, and I'm trying to get that same sympathy yeah. sympathy vote. His first 300-yard passing game, he also threw a touchdown. So the first touchdown and first 300-yard passing game he had since his horrific leg injury. Um, so it was a feel-good story of the weekend, but there wasn't anything that really story, stood out. Really so, lost, yeah. But yeah, there wasn't a whole lot standing He off. did also throw three interceptions, so don't pay attention to that. Yeah. No, just pay attention to the fact that he actually played like an NFL quarterback after he almost lost his leg and almost died. So exactly. that's that's the end of our segments this week. We're wrapping up here. Let's get in all the plugs. We're going to have another episode that goes the full length on on the Unhinged Network. So if you're listening, uh, follow them on social media, Instagram at UnhingedSN. That's also the URL for the website. Uh, check out the blogs that are there. There's always content going, 24-hour internet radio. Click the link tree in both Jimmy yeah. and I's personal bio or click the link tree in all of our bios, and that will lead you to every single thing. You can click on the Unhinged website, and it will take you right to the website. You can click play, and you'll be able to listen to whoever's on the, sh- on, on the website. Yeah, and then or on at that time. Sorry. If you're listening to us live on the Unhinged Network, stay tuned for the Duff City Podcast Masters Weekend, so you know they're going to have a, a big episode for them coming up. Um, and then follow us on social media at Pod, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, 
Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Far End of the Pitch. Hit the bell, baby. Turn on the notifications. We had our center of attention come out on Monday on our YouTube channel and our other social medias, and we'll have three videos coming at you this week. Our regular episode, the bonus episode with Jeremy on Friday, and then uh, NFL Unhinged. We're trying to upload that as soon as we finish it um, and get it up there on Sunday morning as well so you can watch and listen along to that before the NFL games start. There's so much good content going out. Like we said, we have content on any, basically anything you listen to yeah. on. If you don't like listening to people just jabber on, you like watching something, you can watch us. If you like, if you don't necessarily like seeing our beautiful faces, you can watch, you can watch, you can just listen to us on Spotify or Apple. Turn us on whatever or anything. Yeah, subscribe. Anywhere you listen, subscribe. Give us a like, leave a comment, do something so that we know you're listening. We can kind of go back and forth with you guys. Uh, start leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts again, rating us there. We'll start reading good reviews on the podcast live. And uh, we got some more. We, we got more bonus episodes planned. A lot, a lot of more. Things. A lot more during the holiday season. Also, don't forget Jamie's hoodie. Man, we might have merch soon. Might, might if y'all give us some more love on YouTube and, and all and Apple and Spotify, we might have to drop some more. It's a pretty dope logo. It took me about an hour to do it, but. And we, we're, like we said, we might have to extend the bench warmers a little bit. We got four on it right now, but if if we think that we're gonna start dropping some merch, let's let's go ahead and extend this thing and tell everybody, tell a friend to listen, tell a friend to check us out because I know the best way to the best, like in, best like an elf, way to sp- spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. So the best way to promote a podcast is to tell your friends to check out our two dumbasses ramble on <laughs> for an hour and a half every week. It's gonna be worth it. Come on, like. We're, if we continue to get more views and more stuff, we can have more special content for you guys. And so. we can have more special gets, guests and more fun things planned for you guys because the more love we get, the more stuff we're going to give back to you. Everything that we do here, we're, we're sports fans first, and we do this for sports fans just like us. So we're trying to be as entertaining as we can, as engaging as we can. And with that, this has been Far Into the Bench, episode 14. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Peace! Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pipes and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire the beat. LFS again, head of me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man, I got the plan. I call the shooters, they out with the van. Play with the squad, get piled like a slam. Piled like a perk, I'm going ham. I'm going crazy, I'm yeah, we're sticking up for niggas. That music, I got a little sand. I'm in the kitchen, compressing the